0: we're back
1: hey this
0: is another edition of Thinking With Lawyer I'm Joe Patrice from Above the Law that was Catherine Rubino who you know that actually fit also from Above the Law also Above the Law but that fit this time did it? yeah uh, because I I reworked my opening to get around that. I
1: like that you're accommodating me, and I can continue I to am. do what I do.
0: I am. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it took you long enough, Joe. This has been going on for like three years now. <laughs> yeah, I have. Uh, <laughs> I've given up on life. Anyway, uh, so uh, we're also That's Chris you Williams. heard uh, Chris Williams there. We are all from above the lawn. We're here to do our. Weekly show where we talk about the big stories in law of the week that was.
1: We're also joined by an additional co-host today. Oh. Uh, my daughter Frankie Larue uh, is ill, so uh, I know poor Bubba, but uh, is not interested in being far enough away from me at the moment. I would uh, imagine, <laughs> yeah. Baby's first cold, so no. you know Aww. we're gonna we're gonna literally baby her through this. But if you hear the noises of a child you're correct <laughs> okay mm-hmm. all right
0: so i should have found like a baby horn or something there but talk. anyway this small talk time uh my
1: baby's sick there you go that's what's going on with me yeah so you've got <laughs> to jump the gun on small talk
2: <laughs> on baby talk uh, uh yeah
1: no
0: uh so
2: for oh my no no it yeah. could it could have been uh, if this was just like a little bit later it could have been small tot oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, it's a nice snowy day here.
0: We've got snow still falling, so it's been a nice day of... Uh, it's been a picturesque day outside. How about they that?
1: they go? Do you have to do much outside, or can you just look at it through the window? Oh,
0: i just prefer to look at it if I can. Well, I
1: know you prefer everyone. I guess some people maybe are outdoorsy. Yeah. Yikes. Well, I mean,
0: look, it's, it's not enough to go sledding or anything, but it's... You know, gentle falling, whatever. Uh, so
2: yeah, that that's more or less what's been up with me. And uh, yeah, Chris, what's Chris. up with you? Oh, there was a Martin Luther King Day. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I went out for to do a um, a day of service, um, help clean up a park. Also Very showed cool. up an hour late, so I did no cleaning up. But
1: <laughs> but you get credit for it. <laughs>
2: well, you know, I, I feel like Martin would appreciate. You know, he, he I'm pretty sure he's running on CP time a couple of times. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, watched some um, videos of listening to him speaking about mm-hmm. um, the need for economic redistribution, and you know, just the stuff that people usually leave off after the, you yeah. know, yeah, those are
0: the quotes that you don't hear as much in a rundown of Fortune 500 companies talking about how much they appreciate the day, right? right. Economic redistribution,
1: like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Once once
2: they hear um beyond uh, what 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 is the exact wording? not on the character creed fitness oh, of the uh, judge not not based on the color of their skin but not but kind of the content character. of their character yeah, yeah there you yeah. go there we go see i'm so focused on the other part of this body of work i forget this the little <laughs> see, quick I, tagline
0: i will say i evoke the content of their character thing a lot whenever conservatives uh, start talking about how they need viewpoint uh, th- that they're victims of viewpoint discrimination, that colleges mm-hmm. need to hire more of them because it's viewpoint discrimination. And I'm like, you know, it... Quite literally, the point. It, 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 mm-hmm. the, the content of your character—you're being judged on content. That actually is kind of what he was after there. So you don't—you don't get like a, a workaround. That's—that's that's it, right there.
1: And that's, that's fair. fair. not
0: not on the color of their skin or on anything else. Is not the quote, you know. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, so okay. So let's uh, let's dive right in. I guess right. Dun, Since you've got a sickie. All right. So first topic of uh, the week uh, that was, uh, we had a comical interchange that resulted in even more bonkersness uh, in Trump's civil trial in New York. Uh, He ended up giving a rambling statement at the end of closing.
1: See, I thought he wasn't going to be allowed to do that. So
0: this actually is what's interesting. So at first there were some reports that he had, he thought he was going to be able to give the closing, which is not what happens.
1: Yeah, generally speaking, if you have an attorney, if you're not representing yourself, you don't give the closing.
0: Not only generally speaking, that is in fact the rule in New York. <laughs> uh if you have an attorney, you do not you do not do that. Uh there is no like hybrid attorneying. Now that said, Justice are you Sandra, suggesting
2: Trump broke a law, broke a rule? Oh, well, so
0: it is a rule. You uh, don't that break said, them if they
1: don't apply to you, Chris. When, when this all <laughs> yeah, started, you know,
0: when this started coming to light, the discussion was that he wanted to give this speech and like, well, uh, you know, he doesn't have a right to do that. The just, uh, Justice and Arthur and decided. He would allow Trump to talk now, the reason for that is, even though it's against the rule
1: bench the trial. judge
0: the judge has some discretion. It is a bench trial, so there's no jurors to sway with this sort of uh nonsense, and he felt you know, look, given that there's very little risk of prejudice, we're gonna go move forward with letting everybody feel like they've been heard. He just had a few ground rules so so this report comes out that he's going to let trump talk uh that is Probably an inaccurate report, given what we learned later. But that's what he says. And then ultimately he reverses it and people are like, well, now he's just making it look worse. At the end, Trump talked anyway. We eventually were able to look because the ju- uh, the judge docketed all of the correspondence between Trump's legal team and himself. And I, bless I his heart. <laughs> it's it's like watching a reasonable man slowly undone by his, his own good deeds, you know, like <laughs> You see, he jumps in and is like, you know what? This is totally against the rules, but why not? Let's say we just have a few ground rules. Like
1: if you're going to get up and do your
0: closing remarks, you can't, you know, you can't talk about things that aren't in evidence. You can't start making wild conjectures about other stuff. You can't uh, start talking about, you know, attacking the people. I mean personal attacks and stuff like that you know the rules that not just would apply to this exception but apply to the lawyers who give closing arguments in a case like this is not new he just demanded that trump agree by a certain date that they would follow those rules and then he stipulated that if trump were to give a speech he would be asked on the record at the time to clarify that he was going to abide by those rules that's it that's the those are the requirements
2: so it strikes me as bad judgment from a judge. He should have known better. So
0: he just said, <laughs> well, no, look. I
1: mean, I think that it's great because he's letting Trump fail.
0: So he said, look, you you can talk so long as you do all these things. The deadline comes and goes. Trump does not agree to this. He, The judge is like, I, I haven't heard anything back. His lawyers say, well, we're not, we're not comfortable with that. He says, well, this is what has to happen literally
1: the rules these
0: are the rules that apply to you too this is ridiculous ultimately the lawyers then asked for the whole closing to be pushed off a few weeks because melania's mother unfortunately passed away and uh trump was very close with her the judge denied this saying that there were logistical challenges every time trump chooses to go to the courthouse which Means they couldn't change it on a dime, as it turn, Yeah, you know that caused a lot of ranting and raving because of how cruel it was to deny him the ability to grieve. Instead of grieving, he he went to Iowa, uh, and <laughs> which
1: is kind of like grieving. He was on yeah. TV <laughs> in Iowa.
0: It, it was it was one of those situations where like it's not even like you're trying to hide that you're lying. Anyway, so he's he asks again. Then the next morning, uh, the morning. The morning of, they he says, or the the day before, he says, uh, his lawyers write, and he will be speaking tomorrow. And the judge goes, so you're agreeing to those conditions?
1: First, I'm hearing about this.
0: They do not. Uh, he <laughs> says, well, then, no. They wait. And we get to the actual moment of truth. Uh, he has now been denied the ability to speak. He says he wants to speak. The judge says, so you are agreeing to these things? And Trump just goes ahead and talks anyway. And does all the things that violate the the mm. rules in question? Uh, yeah. So I guess the question is the judge, uh, a lot of people thought, you know, he's being gamed by not being, by you know, thinking that this is all going to work out. I actually think that he handled it pretty well. It's not like he gave permission and then took it away. he He had a he had a plan, and uh, it just didn't work.
1: Yeah. Again, I think that this only works because it's a bench trial. Yeah. Obviously, I don't think that it would have been a consideration at all had it been a jury trial.
0: Well, this is going to be this is going to become an issue because presumably in the second Gene Carroll case, which is about to go to trial, he's going to attempt to do the same thing. And that is a jury mm-hmm. trial.
1: We'll see exactly what happened. I mean, different judges. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that kind of stuff. But I think that Judge Engeron kind of handled it the best that he could.
0: Yeah the slow unraveling of a reasonable man. <laughs> I, I, and like the, the part that gets me about it is also like, so so there's a bit of um, 80s real estate, you know, winning through intimidation nonsense where he's you know, I've asked for permission. I'm just going to do it anyway, kind of. I, I'm going dic- to declare that I'm talking tomorrow. Uh, you also, actually, another interesting thing about this is when you read the emails uh, from Chris Kyes to uh, the judge, it becomes clear at a certain point, and, I mean, I don't know, but I challenge anyone else to tell me this is wrong. It becomes clear at a certain point that Chris Kyes is no longer writing the emails. That In fact, <laughs> Trump has written the email well, they dictated in dictated it's, they're not in all caps.
2: was it the word bigly?
0: It, well, no, it, like, they don't go that far. But the cadence is different. The ver- vocabulary is different. Like, absolutely juvenile sentences start getting written. And I'm like, there aren't judges who write like that, you know? Um, lawyers, yeah. Or lawyers who write like that. Yeah. I was like, there is no way. I think one of the lines in one of the eventual angry emails is, you're denying my client the... Uh, the opportunity to talk about the stuff that must be talked about. And I'm like, there is no, there is no Chris uh, lawyer right on right earth right. who wrote that <laughs> sentence, you know? Yeah. So we've got, uh, we've got this going on. Uh, it, what's weird about it is also within the 3D chess game, 3D checkers game, I guess, that Trump seems to be wanting to play. It didn't even make sense for him to talk. Like his, his argument was, I I tried to have my piece, and the mean old judge took it away from me. But then he talked anyway, so he he got absolutely nothing from the whole exchange.
1: You're gonna uh, you're gonna break your brain trying to make sense of it all.
0: I don't know. Yeah. It's just uh, it, it's very interesting from a legal, from a trial perspective. Uh, the complete lawlessness that this descended into. And like, what, what do you do? Also, like, you you can't just order the bailiff to go. Grab the grab the defendant and put them in con- jail for contempt because the Secret Service is there. Uh Like, what is the what is the yeah. protocol? I'll tell you the if he tries this with the the Carroll case though, it's a little bit different. Like state whatever he tries this with the Carroll case, uh, Judge Kaplan could easily say, "Oh, well, it works out. We have." individual detain detention cells right off the side of my chambers.
1: <laughs> he won't be
0: put into any extra risk. You can all just stay there with him. And I, I would uh not they're put not that gonna past he's him. not gonna do that. Yeah, I would not put in particular I would not put that past him if this I wonder if you to could
1: put money on that, whether or not he'll be jailed in contempt during any of his various legal Yeah,
0: I don't know. But like
1: What do you think the odds of that are in one of them not even just the Carol one, but in any of them, that he'll be placed in jail?
0: I don't know. I I think that's the only one where I could see it. Because everybody else has all sorts of issues where, like, oh, well, you can't put a former president in, you know, Gen Pop.
2: Uh, you but, can't put a man-child in the corner?
0: I mean, yeah, like, you, you can't just, like, have him in in the tombs or whatever, right? Uh, but you could absolutely... The, uh, I mean, anybody who's been to the federal courthouse in New York, like they have a fully functional jail cell off the side of the, the chambers because that's where people are held before, tro- before they come into the hearing. And that's a perfectly safe place to keep a former president on ice until he chooses to agree. I don't know. McDermott, Will & Emery is Vault's number one law firm for associate satisfaction, three years running. Why? Because they're doing big law better. At McDermott, you define what your success looks like. They help you achieve it. McDermott's award-winning professional development program and hands-on mentorship propel you toward your goals, while the industry-leading wellness benefits help you feel your best so you can do your best. Want to see how your life could be better at McDermott? Head to mwe.com slash above the law. Calidus AI cleverly supports you by suggesting relevant law to address your complex issues. Put in simple questions or longer fact patterns, then Calidus asks you to confirm if points are salient before proceeding. Use Calidus to check if you found all the key concepts, cases, and statutes. Calidus turns that into a high-quality, customer-ready document. Handle complexity confidently with Legal's most advanced AI platform. Get $90 off your first two months. Use promo code Joe at CalidusAI.com. That's C-A-L-L-I-D-U-S-A-I.com. We're back. Let's talk about Slaughter in May. It's been a a theme for a while now that uh, post-pandemic, people want to not have to go back into the office. Uh, There's been push to do some hybriding. Uh, There are some law firms that are... Not playing ball. You had a story this week, Catherine, about one of those.
1: Yeah, uh, this is Sorme. They are a three-day in office is kind of their standard. And this is a Magic Circle UK-based firm. And they... Let people know that the, while the majority are, in fact, complying with their three days in the office standard, not everyone is. So they will be using um, sort of their card swipe information to determine who is and is not going to be in the office. And they, it's not just the office, right? A cli- if you're at a client's office for a thing or if you're in court, right. all of that counts towards. And it's like, I think, a three-day rolling average, right? So if something happens and you're only in two days one week for the next, that all counts. That Then you're in compliance. Okay. And they're going to be using all of the technology available to them in their office building to make sure that people are in compliance. And if you're not, you should expect that they are going to share that information with your practice leader, the partners you work for, and you'll be spoken to about it. Yeah. I think it's interesting because I think that Slaughter and May didn't have to tell people, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you should presume, all you out there, if you're in big law and your firm has a policy, you should presume they're doing this because they have the information and they don't have to tell you. Yeah. They don't yeah. What, what what privacy right do you have? You don't know. There's, you, they absolutely have access to this information. They are absolutely using this information. Yeah. Uh it, good for good for Slaughter and May for letting people know that oh yes, this yeah. is about to be a problem if you're not in compliance. It's better than some firms that we're hearing about who have even stricter policies. Some are 4 day in office policies and they're just, you know, docking your bonus as a result. You know, uh, at least they're giving everyone a heads up in this instance.
2: Do you think there's something British about how they went about doing it? Like, was this polite uh, warning <laughs> really just yeah. a really British threat?
1: Yeah. It, listen, it certainly read very, th- very uh, demanded, right? I, I don't think it was. It was not a suggestion. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think you're right that there's something kind of genteel about giving folks a heads up before you use it. I don't know. I I would very much assume. That my card swipes are being used by the firm if my firm has a policy in place about how how many hours you're supposed to be in the office or days you're supposed to be in the office. Yeah. I, I would absolutely, you should, everyone should assume that. If you have, to, if there's technology that gets you into the building, very much assume that your boss sees that information. Oh,
0: yeah, or or at least can. like the the one thing in your favor is that a lot of lawyers are busy doing other things and don't have time to babysit. But if they if they do have some time to be, to bill to, Whatever the code number is for babysitting the associates, uh, they will be looking.
1: <laughs> at or them. more to the point, that some partner feels like somebody's getting away with something and tasks their admin with doing oh, it, yeah, yeah, or yeah. you mm. know, somebody in the some office at the at the firm for doing this, which is probably worse because they don't have the same sympathies necessarily for yeah. associates that.
0: No, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because we do have so much we had so many advances in like hybrid technology Mm -hmm. and so on. I actually did read last week uh, a report from some other publication covering law, and I don't remember which one it was, but there was some movement apparently this year in some firms moving towards hoteling. Obviously, we talked a lot about throughout the year, the big law firms who doubled down on their leases and got even more office space, even though we live in a world where we could work yeah, on like hybrid. like law
1: firms I think were the number one corporate lease holders in in New York last yeah, year. Yeah,
0: and I think I think Paul Weiss's new office is like the biggest yep corp, uh, commercial real estate deal of the year or something like that. But I did see some uh some news that there was some move towards hoteling on the part of firms a little bit further down the the am law list and th- that's encouraging because of course you can provide better for your clients we you don't have a ton of overhead and we have the technology to avoid a lot of that and so you know get a smaller office have people hotel their their space you help everybody out anyway hey gee what's up just having some lunch conrad hey gee do you see that billboard out there oh you mean that guy out there in the gray suit yeah the gray suit guy There's uh, all those
2: beautiful, rich, leather bound books in the background. That is exactly the one. That's JD McGuffin at Law. He'll fight for you. I bet you
0: he has got so many years of experience like decades and decades.
2: And I bet, Guy, I bet he even went to a law school. Are you a lawyer? Do you suffer from dull marketing and a lack of positioning in a crowded legal marketplace? Sit down with Guy and Conrad for lunch hour legal marketing on the Legal Talk Network, available wherever podcasts are
0: found. Okay, the last thing we wanna talk about is a blind item that you wrote, Catherine so a blind item of course for people who don't necessarily know that that's where we have information that something's happening we did not have anybody willing to confirm on the record and so we didn't name the firm involved mm-hmm. but this is yeah a this thing is to know.
1: bonus related uh, and and we are continuing to get tips about this so uh, as if this situation seems familiar please feel free to email us tips at about but we got information that some firms uh, having announced market uh, compensation in in terms of bonus And previously had no hours requirement to receive your full bonus, retroactively went back and said, "Mm, You're not in compliance and received as low as zero to 25% of the stated bonuses.
0: Okay, so to be clear, so this is a firm who made the announcement that they were matching the market. Correct. So that we would all write about how they matched. Correct. And then they turned around, changed their policies to not pay people.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, listen, some folks who we write about that have that matched all have always had hours requirements. You right. have to build X of number of hours, and that's built into the expectations and something we note when we make cover when we cover these stories, right? But I think that it was noteworthy in this instance that they previously did not have an hours requirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they made that determination this year when there are not just bonuses but also raises going around the top of the AMLA. So that's not great. Amazing. No.
0: Yeah, like you you can't do that retroactively. Like if you want to set a new hours requirement, you, you say people do. Has this happened often in the past?
1: A few times, I actually, when I was writing the story, I linked to a couple of instances where it had kind of come out after the fact
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: that not everyone, and listen, of course not everyone, even the, whatever most generous firm you can think of, if somebody, you know, is on the brink of getting fired, they probably aren't getting their full bonus, right? If, they, their perform, if they're legitimate performance issues, that's true. But when you're talking about not the exception that doesn't get their full bonus, but rather a new policy where large chunks of folks are not getting their full bonus, then I think we've had a real problem.
0: Yeah, yeah no, that makes sense. The point of an hour's requirement is to say, here's our expectation. If you meet it, you get something. So when you don't tell them what that is until after the fact, it actually defeats the whole purpose of the carrot and stick.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I mean, right. it has... It, it is has just a, a stick the, yeah it has the effect of 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 saving money in the current year you announce it and as a going forward measure uh certainly is the full carrot and stick
0: yeah i mean yeah sure but that's why you don't do it retroactively like you you don't get the you just it's pretty you're shitty. just cheat.
1: yeah yeah. Yes. Well, again, is why I think it's not coincidental that it happened in a year when raises were also announced and in a year where I think the raises were very much unexpected. Thank you, Milbank and then Carvath from coming over the top for that. Um, yeah. I don't think that the majority of folks expected it to happen this year. Uh, and I think that while people, particularly the ones that are known for being in the top 50, uh, are want to be able to say, of course we match, it's easy for us to match, that the the financial reality may not be there for everyone. Yeah, or or maybe, but then their partners might take a hit, and that's not 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 something they're willing to pay. And yeah. I mean, you know, when you're t- talking about someone who's already making millions, perhaps a hit is not the right way to phrase it. But you get yeah, I
2: think the firms making hundreds of millions of dollars in profit can afford to pay their people a little more. Yeah.
0: All right. So that's a thing to be on the lookout for, whether it's happening or not uh, at your firms. You should always be giving us the tips. Again,
1: please, please, please reach out if you're not comfortable confirming on the record, even just on background, helps us build out these stories and note trends in the industry, all that kind of stuff. Again, it's tips at above dot com
0: and I, I'll take this opportunity to be like this is a thing that's been true for a while one thing that we often hear long after a story is somebody will write and go I can't believe you didn't write this and it's like well nobody we text like <laughs> and like we we can't like divine this sort of stuff and I think there's a reticence some people have to tell us because they think oh this is important enough somebody else is going to tell them well believe it that believe that everyone else in the firm is thinking the same thing yeah uh and if you all believe that then we never hear so we would rather hear the same story multiple times than not hear it at all
1: all right uh i'm gonna run to a pediatrician here but uh thanks for your indulgence and uh frankie larue's first podcast appearance
0: all right well there we go Thanks, everybody, for listening. You should be subscribed to the show to get new episodes when they come out. You should be listening to the Jabot Catherine's other show. I'm a guest on the Legal Tech Week Journalist Roundtable. You can also listen to the other shows on Legal Talk Network. You should give stars and reviews to this one. And hey, all of those, too. Uh, why not? Uh, helps other people find them. You should be reading above the law so you see these and other stories before we talk about them here. You should follow us on social media. The blog is at ATLblog on Twitter. I'm at Joseph Trees, Catherine's at Catherine1. The new one Chris is at rights for rent as in writing uh, rights for rent we're also on blue sky everybody's kind of the same except I'm Joe Patrice over there because I got that handle first uh, so with all of that said I think we're done we will uh check in with you all next week